0: The Solution, a real estate podcast where myself, Phil Sexton, and Jeff Seabach come together on a weekly basis to talk about our industry and how we can put the consumer first in real estate. Today's episode, we actually shoot our podcasts in a live studio audience with Zoom. If you want to join us in Zoom, like somebody we just got, why don't you admit them, Adam? If you want to join us in Zoom, then we have a sign-up form on realestateleopard.com. That's where you go, realestateleopard.com, click on join the podcast, put in your cell phone number, and then we'll text you a link so that you can join us and ask questions just like Carlos, just like Barbara, just like JB, straight out of Seattle, do today or are online today. But today's topic is, is IDX unethical?
1: Big words. Well, I guess I, words, I guess I wanna I want to start with explaining what IDX is. Okay. And I wanted to see if there's anyone in our studio audience today that would like to explain explain what IDX is or does and the function that it serves.
0: Oh yeah, like a like a like a mansplain. Like a mansplain. We need somebody yeah. to mansplain it to us.
2: What do you it's think? IDX stands for Internet Data Exchange, and it basically well, ding ding ding. Yes. That, would be,
1: that would be true. One, it, yeah.
2: it provides it provides uh, information to other connected websites per se or sites.
1: All true, but let's try and be more specific. So, what does what it connects what to what? JB, I see your hand.
3: I do. Um, morning, guys, or afternoon. Uh, it stand, it standardizes all of the listing information so that it can be um, aggregated and dispersed to a number of sites. IDX, for example, is what takes the listings from my um, MLS and uh, puts it in a standardized format. So it can come on my website, on Zillow's, on your website. So it's, it standardizes the information.
1: OK, that is the awesome. thing that good, ding, good. Ding, yeah. ding, like, standardizes information is, is a good answer. Uh, but today we're more talking about the, you know, because how do we create this idea of unethnicity? Right. Like how like because the idea is what it's the difference in what because with that standards, it allowed them to write rules based around those standards and who are we going to share with? And how are those rules different inside our club, right? That we call the Realtor Club, the NAR Club. So how is that different from who inputs the information versus who gets to use the information? How are the rules different? I don't want to get into just so everybody can be very, very clear than just we're not an advanced podcast. We're talking to new agents. We're talking to... You know, and then we're talking to advanced agents, and, but I want to make sure we're all on the same page, Phil.
0: Got it. And I think that you know this started because of some of the co-star conversation. You want to get into that in a bit. Let's keep defining ideas. Well, first. I just want to
1: understand IBX, and then we're going to talk about the the, the 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 mammoth fight that has begun out in the world to kind of catch everybody up on it. But then to make us because like we we really hadn't thought about it that much. I don't think. Uh, you know, anyone thought about that much. But the idea is that in 2000, let's call it seven, eight, or nine, there was rules that were changed to a lot. What it was is the brokers were looking for a better way. When I say brokers, I mean the brokers that run MLS were looking for a way to better market their collective version of houses. Is that fair, Phil? Yeah. Yeah. So they're looking for a collective agreement. So they figured if we standardize our data, like JV said, we'll let others use it. And now we got to put rules around the way that you they use it out there. Right. And by data, you mean we're talking about listings we're talking about internet listings we're talking about listings right like you take a
0: listing of somebody that wants to sell I know, our but house where,
1: where do we put the data we put it on the internet we we put it on the website MLS.
0: yeah we put the data in mls which is a website and then mls through their idx feeds send that listing data to mm, typically software developers that create an interface that shows that listing data that and then they sell that interface to agents like jb and okay but so, and so, so, so idx goes to brokers idx goes to software companies that then sell not their, brokers well the, the, the brokers
1: do the brokers, some get brokers yeah i guess
0: if you're some broke you don't have to if you're a broker you can get a Rets feed you don't need necessarily an IDX feed. IDX most commonly is because you're going to resell that tool that you use. To but did
1: we not on CBAC.com use an IDX that we used to post? We, we
0: use IDX on CBAC.com and we buy our yeah, but IDX. we're a broker with EXP. We're a realtor. Yes. Okay. We are we buy our IDX display from a company called FBS.
1: Okay. So FBS. Okay. But FBS happens to also be our MLS creator. Well,
3: Hey guys, but but um, you can actually buy uh, like a WordPress plugin that converts your IDX feed. So you can, and very few agents do, you can buy your own IDX feed and uh, um, use the IDX feed directly without an inter- without third party.
0: Right, we, we don't do that. What, what we, in our marketplace, and maybe it's different, JB, we as, a, if I was a broker, I could get a RETS feed, which is another type of data with a different set of rules but we use a WordPress plugin for our IDX, but that WordPress plugin is provided by FBS, which happens to be the same company that the MLS uses for its interface, right? The data is one thing. The interface that lets consumers see the data is another. But I, we're, we've gotten too technical into this. Yeah. I think the point is IDX. the IDX rules real realtors... I was just trying to,
1: to introduce that there's, there's different rules than we have because when we like for instance, when we spend money on marketing for like our website, for like our website right. and on our website, seabuck.com. Right. You know, in 2006 or was it 11 or 12, somebody said you're not meeting the rules because we have to, when we market anything, the broker has to be prominent, which they said we had to move it from the right side of our page to the center to be, Prominent, prominent, to meet the rules required by the state. So we had state rules that when we market our listings on our website, that we always got to let them know. When
0: we market our services, we have to include the broker's name in a prominent manner. In a prominent manner. Is that the same in Washington, Texas? Yes, I see you nodding. Yes, I see you nodding. Okay, great. So the broker's name has to be used in a prominent manner.
1: Okay, right. So now with IDX, because if we go out to, let's just name some sites that it's on, homes.com, realtor.com, homelight, Zillow, um, cboc.com, we don't have to prominently, because once it goes through this magic machine called IDX or syndication or whatever it is, the rules change and now you can, I mean, where it hits the crawl particularly great is the word, the front page, right? Like now, because everybody knows that you can, you have to scroll that like, you can, the front page now is, I mean, ours is like 17 scrolls to get to the bottom of the first page, right? You can put the broker's name as low on a page as possible. So you really can't tell. That's not true.
0: Okay, Okay. when eXp Realty is at the top of our page. Our broker name is at the top of our page. When you
1: come to the listings, when we display, when a, listing. When we
0: display a listing, it says Seabock team, EXP Realty at the top with our phone number, with our contact information, we are advertising. And then below that through IDX, we are authorized to, to display other agents listings on our website that opt into IDX. When they put them into the MLS, right? Right. It's the choice of the seller. If they want that, that their listing shared with all the other agents so that the other agents can take the sign calls, or I'm sorry, the internet calls,
1: uh-huh. or not, right? It's a trade-off of, because because some people that don't do a lot of marketing needed this to try and get it out as much as possible, but they also didn't envision what is now currently happening. Yeah, and I think, so What what is now currently happening,
0: like in November when CoStar bought. Mm-hmm. Oh, here you need an eraser. Yeah. When CoStar bought, what's it called? Homestat. Homestat. When CoStar bought Homestat
1: was an IDX. They were getting listings, right?
0: I don't. Know, I don't know if they're IDX, but they bought Homestat, which had a bunch of data agreements with MLSs across the country.
1: Because it, it's. I'm oh, no, I was laughing because you said we got in the weeds, and I used a word that was different than you, and you're like, no, it's not that. Like, go back to the weeds. And like, yeah. Okay. I don't
2: know. What but anyway,
1: they get their listings through agreements that. They display listings to try and get people to visit and sell leads.
0: When CoStar made that purchase, they had an interview. The CEO, Andy Florence, had an interview with Brad Indon. And to make some waves, right? To,
1: wait, wait, to let's, talk, let's, first, to talk about CoStar. So, those that may not know, those that may not sell commercial real estate, I pay for CoStar's commercial version of MLS, basically. Right. right? Like, I paid for because the commercial commercial doesn't really have a big MLS like there's no there actually MLS? CoStar is the is CoStar the, a
0: private company not owned by brokers as yes. they are like our residential Correct. CoStar is private company has a national like MLS
1: a national database of commercial it's the largest yes. and the most yeah and most because they keep compensation separate they don't offer compensation you could, but the 90% of the listings don't have, you know, you still have to negotiate compensation. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because it's not owned by the brokers. The brokers require the compensation. Okay. But so Andy, who is, I mean, last time I looked, it was valued at 40 billion, and Zillow was ranked, was rated around 30 billion. Right. So to realize that CoStar is a big player, almost the biggest player in I don't know anyone that's really... I mean, if you start to count lenders in Bank of America... In in, rental space. In rental space, right? So the CEO of the largest commercial space said that Zillow is unethical. Yeah, the article says that Brad wrote... That Brad Inman wrote, not us. We're just repeating what Brad Inman wrote.
0: For instance, the Zillow business model of selling ads on listings is unethical, Florence says. And then he quotes him a little bit later in the article, and he says, and this is a quote from Andy Florence. I thought of the Zillow business model years before Zillow did, but thought about it for a couple of days and realized it was unethical. Why did he say it was unethical, Jeff?
1: Do you want me to answer? Or do you want yes. me to say, I don't know? No, answer. Okay. Well, he said it was unethical because they're putting digital yard signs in front of our house. Right, because now
0: a digital yard sign like that—that I, I had to sink in well, when I first I, heard that. I, well, a, a digital yard sign
1: like it's now, the, now it's ninety-five plus percent of people start their search on the internet, not on a piece of ground. Right, where our sign lies. So now, in space, we don't get the claim. We don't. We don't have a piece of turf out there. We're sharing it to everybody, so no one can tell who is the originating broker on any site so technically those companies are marketing using your listings to generate revenue for them not you and he said that he thought that that was unethical right and we're here to talk about it yeah
0: and i thought that it was interesting that the uh, former ceo of zillow spencer raskoff was on a podcast well industry relations with yes. rob hahn and greg robertson right yes. a podcast that we listen to that you guys should do it's an interesting one yeah they've got good guests industry
1: on relations with rob hahn and greg robertson podcasts that we listen to regularly to keep us up on the industry yeah
0: and one of the comments that got brought up was this from andy florence on the brad inman article and greg robertson and spencer raskoff basically made the comment of well, if Zillow's business model is unethical, then all of IDX
1: is unethical. I know. The funny thing is, is who knows what business model co is going to come with because we don't know yet. Right. I mean, they own Homestat, but is that going to be the end solution? But the idea is, is, well, but I kind of agree with both of them. Okay. That's the show for today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What do you think? Like So then here's the trade-off. I guess to, to to talk a little bit more about IDX is every time we list a house, and I'm curious if it's like this in your guys' areas as well. When you list a house in your MLS, is it is there a checkbox that allows you to participate in the IDX or not?
2: Yes, um, which also comes to bear. Um, it, I guess a, a light bulb went off in my head when you mentioned that it's they put their digital yards on like for example one of the rules in rmls is the picture of the home cannot have a for sale sign in front when you present the first picture you know facing your sign listing your brokerage that is There's why a-
0: correct right because they don't want because they're trying to protect the
1: idx right well, or they're trying to generate money from those other sites because i mean well, however you want to call it because they're selling our data Okay, IDX is selling data. Oh, and so we would want. Data, we yeah. wouldn't
0: want. Let's say that Carlos is in our marketplace, or Keith, for example. Keith lists a house in the MLS, and if the first picture says "Call Keith with his phone number," then I wouldn't buy a tool to al- allow his listing on my website because it's just going to take all of my traffic and generate phone calls I mean, with, for him.
1: With that said, it was also written for all the brokers, right? Because I think where the challenge came is that most of the sites were not brokers when they started. Right. When they the, like, Oh, all, so, cause that was, oh, cause it's so 2007, 2008 right. when these right. companies were baby companies, they had, they were just marketing companies and nobody cared because they were just sharing sites and building databases syndication syndication right and syndication was delayed syndication was inaccurate it was Syndication slow. was yes right and so idx it sped it up but then gave them an opportunity to basically sell their data to these other companies because the companies needed their data to draw users because they were trying they needed i mean think of it as a store think of an internet site as a store if you're a store and you don't have a lot of products in the store, it's hard to get a lot of visitors. That's why Amazon gets so many people to their store is they have lots Everything. of lots. They, well, like, yeah. no, it's how they beat Barnes and Noble at mm-hmm. their own game is because Barnes and Noble could only have one tenth or one of the books available in their store. And then Zama, Amazon, because they were digital, they could have all of the books ever available and
2: that
1: fifty percent
2: of the sales go to the unpopular books. No. Fifty percent. Sorry, I make a good point because that that alone would take yeah. away from from me as a Zillow Premier agent, where I pay you know a next amount of dollars per month. But if this client is you know scrolling through Zillow, sees the picture of the for sale sign with the listing agent's information, which now Zillow is presenting the listing agent's information, but back then.
1: I, don't know. Oh, I mean oh, a lot of people oh, a lot of people oh, are under oh, the screen. We gotta consent. correct that before it gets out in the waves too much. It's the, the point of it is, is that they present the listing agent after four scrolls. Like, do you ever pay attention? Do you ever see a heat map when someone looks? Do you know what percentage of people go beyond the first page and scroll down? Very little. Right. You know, they so, say 18%, make it to the second page, and about about 1% make it to the fourth page where it's displayed. So really, is it really
2: prominent? I would say that's why they've considered it unethical. Nonetheless, it it takes away because if, for example, if it was my listing and my sign showed, why, what, you know, what would drive the people to click the more info button and then just call it listing?
1: Yes. I mean, we're yeah. a Zillow Premier yeah. agent. We love being a Zillow Premier agent. It, it's worked very well for us. A...
2: Relationship.
1: But the reality is, is, you know, 50% of the phone calls that I listen to, the person thinks they're calling the listing agent facts. Right. Right? Like, to me, Fact. we listen to a lot of calls. We know, because the question is, because they, they say they're the most consumer-friendly, and they're creating all these leads, but yet – you know, I, you know, it just, it just that's why we want to talk to you all about it.
2: No, it's true.
0: I think that the like if, when I try to think, OK, so if, if IDX is not which we were in the meeting room the other day talking about how the IDX decision went all the way to the Supreme Court when it came out on whether or not this should be allowed or not. Right. And obviously the Supreme, I didn't research it. That's just what I was told by one of our brokers. And that's pretty crazy that it went that high on one hand.
1: Right. But the, but the thing
0: was, is I don't know that the world existed the same. I mean, I even, totally agree with that because now what people have done, what people have figured out, just like any rule change, is you figure out how to exploit it. Once there's a rule change, how can I build a
1: business and exploit that rule change to be profitable for me? I mean, think about our referral partners. You know, we have Fast Agents. We have HomeLights. We have Realtor.com we have Zillow so all of them are charging a fat referral fee for mar- for listings that are our listings that they're doing a better job frankly marketing than we do because they're you know they they're using it on a bigger scale right but
0: it, okay so then if you choose to opt out of IDX because i asked the question earlier if in your MLS you can choose whether or not your data is included in ours You can choose whether or not that listing gets sent out. And so obviously, what was that? Ours 2? So, but it's the, and so it's the seller's decision on whether they want to have their listing shared with all of the different websites out there, Remax and Coldwell Banker and all of the different brokerages. And a lot of times what we don't have the conversation with the seller on is here's the pros, cons of it right? They just assume they want their listing out because they use fill in the blank of the website. They use Zillow and I want my listing to show up on Zillow, therefore go for it. But we don't often have the conversation to say, okay, just understand that if we choose to promote your property that way, then what we give up is me being able to handle all of the inquiries that come in, right? Like you're hiring me to answer the sign call, but now I'm not even getting the chance. So the person that gets the I don't call, think that
1: that is articulated to the seller at any point. I don't either.
0: Do you guys, I mean, Carlos, you, your, your MLS has the ability to choose yes or no. Do you have those conversations with the seller to see if they want to decide yes or no? Or do you just say, eh, everybody says yes, so let's just go with yes.
2: No, but I mean, the, the, first, the first thing is like, when we put it on the MLS, when I talk about MLS, as soon as it goes on the MLS, it didn't go on Zillow. Uh, yeah, yes. right. If you want me to, yes. Yeah. No,
1: and that, that is what is different. I mean, the, the, it leads to the idea of, you know, it, I mean, clearly from the vote that we saw in going to MLS 8.0 and the lawsuits arguments, that's where this is coming from. It's clear that the overwhelming feeling is that we need this to make sure we get the best offer that is the because the more
0: people that know about the house being for sale then the more money i'll get for my house correct
1: right so the because the argument was from the realtors to win idx is we're just trying to help our consumers get more money for their house because then everybody knows and if not you guys are keeping it private, and you're not sharing it, and you're not giving everybody equal opportunity to see the house. No? I'm going to call bullshit, and I don't cuss much,
0: other than the sign behind me. But I, I do. I do. It's bullshit because with MLS 8.0 came coming soon status
1: to a lot of MLSs. That shared the house with – Careful. It, that what? It – made it put the house in MLS, which eventually led to share. But you're right. The, and so now our MLS has a coming soon status,
0: which means you can put it in the MLS and it's shared with realtors, but not through IDX yet. It doesn't go to IDX until you flip the switch to active. So your argument of them wanting to let everybody and all those other sites know about it. I don't it, know. I'm just saying originally to create IDX. I thought you were talking about MLS 8.0 and what yeah. MLS 8.0 is doing. No. I, okay. So just because what's interesting to me now with coming soon is, is coming soon in the best interest of the client is com- like when you, cause really when you go coming soon in the MLS, you're saying, Hey, all you realtors, look, what's going to look, what's about to happen. And if we ever sold a property in the coming soon status, yes. And Pot- that's before it gets shared through yes. IDX. Yes. Like it's just a, well, I, mean, no, I, I, say, love, I love the business. It's so fascinating, just the different agreements of what data can move and where and how you leverage it and how you communicate with your clients about it. Because ultimately the podcast is about putting the consumer first. And I think it's important that we at least talk to them about what the different stages are. The point I
1: was saying about MLS 8.0 was because they wrote it up in there and their argument was it was for the good of them all. We're, we're requiring them all. The realtors. The realtors, the right? Because now right. the realtors all know about the property right. before the public, right.
0: right? If the agent uses the coming soon status, right? So, Which is kind of interesting, right? Well, should that, you? So then that brings, maybe that, that brings the, if I can hijack our topic from is idea unethical to should you use coming
2: soon? I, I, I have a listing coming up in May and that's one of the things that I did was look, we're going to put you coming soon on a Monday, Tuesday, we'll go live Friday. But because the way the market is coming soon, only realtors will be able to see it, bring buyers and give us, you know, asking price with before it even hits the market. Why is that more valuable than just going to the market? Why is it more valuable to
0: have only realtors know about it instead of the entire world?
2: Good question. There is a for- Are you offering a different for- commission during coming soon? No.
0: That might be one though, if you're going to, if that, I mean, that's the conversation that we have with our clients, but I'm curious, I guess I would be more most curious to ask agents that use coming soon every single time, like what value how about, do you- how about, Let's
1: ask Faith. Faith, can you help her walk Yeah. Through? Mm-hmm. All right, Faith. So we're,
0: we're coming to you. And then Barbara, we're coming to you. And when I see your unmute button mm-hmm. click off, then I know you're ready to answer the question. And if anybody wants else that we see on here wants to answer the question, you can turn your unmute button off and i'll come to you next <laughs> but faith is in the studio audience faith do you use coming soon stats actually faith what i'm going to ask what market you're in where do you sell houses and do you work primarily on the listing side or on the buyer side all right faith are you ready in three two She's staying dark, Jeff. She's staying muted. No, I tried. That was a big lead up. I gave her as much time as I could. Barbara, I see you go on mute. Do you use coming soon, Barbara?
4: I have. um, I guess part of your question does make me think, but when I did use it in, uh, in the past year, one of them was during the holiday season and they my clients did not want a lot of people banging on their door and so, or, you know, busting their time in the holidays. So they didn't want they wanted me to just simply try to privately get their house sold without a lot of you know people bothering them and that was the
1: argument for mls 8.0 is there's some people that don't want the huge they just want it sold they want to you know i want top dollar to the one person that's going to show up
4: yeah so i think they want more quality more quality, and so thats, then what they that's I, how they
0: define it. I love that. I think that more quality, like there's—I could have an argument that that's, that's, a, how lux- you get that's a luxury
1: quality. pitch and how much we, you we have more vend, is
0: I got quality traffic. I can because because all of the IDX websites don't. Correct. Yeah, I I don't know that I'd buy that, but okay. Keith, I see you unmuted. What do you got? I got two reasons of why we use coming soon, but I want to hear from you guys.
4: I I use it. I consistently use it just because I try to sell it before it goes on the market and try to. What's the point? Uh, uh, what's the point? Then you have less traffic. Most of the time that people would rather have less people in their house and all that. So that's one reason why. But I did have another question for you that's similar that I'd like to ask.
0: I like questions. Yeah. And I like you,
4: Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Some people would say you're 0 for 2, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the question I had was, uh, so I put a house on the market just about a week and a half ago in East Mark in the Encore, which is the 655 plus community. And the people came in and they loved the house and they wanted to buy it. And they said, well, do we talk to you or do we talk to the layman team? And I'm like, why would you talk to the layman team? And they said, well, that's what it's listed on is, you know, who you're supposed to contact regarding this home. And they even had the, the layman team. The listing agent? The, you
1: were the listing agent?
4: I'm the listing agent, yeah. Yeah, okay, go ahead. And that's pretty much it. I mean, so they the layman team actually brought one person and showed my house to them. So apparently in this whole IDX world, they have, they hijacked my listing and uh, they're getting the, the goods for it
1: this is what we're Boy. this is this is the argument is it not is that piece example of- there's a lot
0: of there's a lot of touch points there but yeah so when it's funny when we say we bring a house to market i don't know what that means anymore does that mean we bring a house to the coming? means you signed the listening group okay does that mean that we started to market the property publicly
1: yes inside of the mls and just in any way just any kind of market, does that mean that bring to coming market soon? the definition of bring to market is to Advertise the
0: house. to okay. market the house. All right. So then, that means you start the one business day clock to get it into the MLS.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, in your mind, sorry, that's what sorry. you sorry. think of. But I do. Everybody else, it's just the general idea that I'm. Gonna All, All start- right. Let me ask
0: Keith a more specific question. Keith, was that was that listing active on the MLS?
4: Yeah. Uh, yes. Great. It so- gone active on Friday morning at 12:01 a.m. and uh, the people showed the came to the house on Saturday
1: wanted we'll to give his client the most amount of exposure so he doesn't burn a day can you schedule that there's, there's, yeah day, nice. plus, yeah, day one know. right i want to make sure i get all 23 hours and 59 seconds It'll automatically
0: do it. i, you don't, we don't, I yeah. just real. i'm going to come back to the question because i want to know more about the layman but first let's take a quick commercial break Josh. okay all right let's talk, let's talk. <laughs> it's, it's important that our that our sponsors get hurt
1: well we get more visitors or we get more visits after we post it than we do in live. i mean we get 200
0: all right now all you podcast listeners don't use the fast forward button ready go are you an agent in the phoenix metro area looking to join an elite team to help expand your business to the next level agents that apply our strategies grow their business by an average of 300 percent in their first year with the Seabock team if you're interested in learning more about our leads, training, and marketing strategies, visit cbock.com slash careers today. That's S-I-B as in boy, B as in boy, A-C-H dot slash
4: careers. And now back to the solution.
0: Welcome back to the solution of real estate podcast. Thank you guys. You're good to us. I appreciate you sticking around. So it was active the buyer sees your listing on the website that they were using to search houses. They right. print it out. They show up at the open house because that is a field that is available through IDX. Okay. You're standing there. And they're like, do I ask you about it? Who's the listing agent? Or should I ask these people about it that I found it on their website, even though they know nothing about the house. And you said.
4: Me. <laughs>
1: Good answer. No,
4: actually, I said me. Damn it. So. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> they yes. were hijacking my listing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they were hijacking my listing by Dot me, com by me checking the box that says they can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Right. All right. Yeah. So we use one of the things that so in your coming soon, I don't know if it's the same, Carlos, but in our coming soon, how does days on market work in our coming soon? It doesn't start. None. No days on market and coming soon because
1: days on market is potentially the most devastating number
0: i would to say offer i would say
1: unequivocally i just i just had one where our house was listed for 11 days active active 11 days on market. 11 days and a buyer called in and said what's wrong with your house that used to be at 100 days roughly we we actually created videos Anticipation what? of yeah. that coming, what to do a 100 what, days, what to do a 100 days, yeah. The
0: campaign because that's when sellers started to call us to be like, dude, what's going on with my house? And now that's day 10.
1: <laughs> no, but this was buyers, though. Buyers were saying, oh, but, oh, but, but, but oh, well, because the buyers thought that though, was actually always ahead of the seller's thought, yeah. right? The seller is like now 30 days if it's not selling, uh, you know, what's wrong? But in this case, buyer thinks now we're talking week and a half. It has, if there hasn't, if it, there's not a contract on an offering, so. Days on market is clearly the most devastating statistic that's on the internet that the realtors have decided to. That needs to be displayed right up front. Not the broker, but the days on market, which may not be in benefit of the seller. I just thought of that right now. But yeah, it's funny because we chose that to be more prominently displayed than the listing agent. Is how many days they couldn't sell the house for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay. So then with that being said, brings me to another reason why we use coming soon.
1: Price. All day. Price. Price. What about price? Test it. What do you mean? Well, because the average, I mean, I've been, I've been on, let's say give or take plus 2000 listing appointments roughly. Okay. And, the average amount that a seller thinks their house is worth more than what it actually sells for is 10%. Right? Like, so when I went to a listing and I talked to them about price and I think it's worth 900,000 or let's go a million. They say, well, we want to try one, one, we think it's worth one, one, no matter, like it's 300,000 or like, well, we think it's 325. Like we were hoping to get, yeah, we were, well, we, we were, were looking hoping- at like, yeah, If it's 100,000, they're like, can we try 110? Right, like like, like, we were hoping to get because we saw the comps and I know that you're the expert, but we know more because now we can see everything about every house. We're way better than you. And we love our house. Yes. So somebody else will too. And then we looked at the realtor.com estimate. We looked at the Redfin estimate. We looked at the estimate. And the highest one is what, almost as high as what we wanted to list it for. And so
0: sometimes we say, we can try that. We do. And then we use coming soon to try that because you don't, because, you, because we put the consumer
1: soon. first, that's the podcast, right? Yes. the Consumer first and that we know that they're going to be harmed. So we say during this coming soon process, we want to test the higher price. you can try any price that you want, but if we don't get showings and we don't get offers, we know we're not close enough that we should correct it. Because if we go into market, didn't because I don't, I don't remember if they try a price and then they go active. Can you see the try to price? It
0: would show in the history of the MLS, okay? Yeah. All right,
1: but not publicly displayed not publicly prominently, display. Display. Right. Yeah, Yeah, all like right. Zillow wouldn't show it, none of that would be able to see. Oh, they don't right. share that with IDX. So
0: once, right. you're, Only active.
1: Active. once you're active, once
0: your you start reducing, it, they would,
1: right? Right, interesting. So yeah, we use
0: coming soon to test price as well. Not count days on market, test a higher price. Sometimes when the house doesn't have appliances or it's getting work done and it's not up to par. And so you want to call it a $500,000 house, but it's under construction and you just want other people in the area to know that it's for sale, but you don't want to accumulate days on market yet. You stick it in coming soon. And it's not every time that somebody pays you the completed price while it's incoming soon. But when, if an agent chooses to write an offer on that property for their client, then we have to present that offer. And sometimes the seller chooses to take it before it ever gets
1: to the full market. Okay, so then if you want to ask me the question if I think it's ethical or unethical as IDX? It when what, I yes, Jeff. What do you think is IDX unethical? I actually am going to go with yes, right? Maybe because you'll go with no, but I, I this is a podcast. We're trying to entertain, <laughs> so somebody's <laughs> got to take the bad side. I'll go. I'll well, go. I mean, here's the thing: <laughs> is that I struggle with the that others can make more money off of my listings or us as a group that others could make more money off, you know, because now we're in an environment where these companies, I mean, it looks like offer pads going public, open doors going public, you know, and then when you see the valuation Zillow's worth 30 million, meanwhile, Remax and, you know, Berkshire Hathaway is kind of hard because it's a piece of it, but rheology, you know, EXP is now worth four, five or six billion. Like these companies are worth more than the, the the brokerages that provided the listings. Now you could be like, well, that's their fault. And I agree, but I think it's just, it, it, it points out that we have, the world is changing and that, maybe digital yard signs of our
0: competitors shouldn't be in the front yard right well but actually but here's the that's that's the
1: unethical piece of it yes but uh, but to (coughs) me it's because the brokers have not tried to market their listings and that's where it's not unethical meaning that the reason it exists is because the brokers didn't try to create their own redfin has so right Redfin has come out with a, a largely own competing in SEO. But beyond Redfin, nobody's in the top. But Zillow's a broker now. Right, but they're, but the, the, uh, let's go this way. With, even with Redfin, is the majority of their listings aren't their own. And it's just hard to see that that's really what was intended. What do you think the point of IDX is then? I know what the point of IDX is. The point of IDX is to help. The, what it is, is this, is that to help the sellers. Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me, uh, no. Well, yes, technically because the agreements for the seller, but what it is, is that a little known fact is that over half of the listings are listed by someone that sell that lists less than five houses a year. And if you list less than five houses a year, you have You don't have a marketing plan. You can't get out. You can't get the word out. And it's tried to equal the playing field of the what people that sell, basically just to help them sell their houses. But if we offer it to them, we have to offer it to everybody. But at the end of the day, it speaks to the idea is that because this is why, you know, the lawsuits that are existing out there today, because the lawsuits are saying that, you know, now you're offering co-broke and that's. You know too much money and all. No, but no. but the point of it is is that the argument why the doj let the realtors out as long as they make it publicly is because they they want to they don't want the the seller harmed if because but basically if we take idx away and that and the agents aren't marketing the houses enough because they're not getting yeah. the word out because they haven't built these sites. Why are you laughing? i'm because I you you have um we
0: we we've got a pretty good relationship, Jeff C Mike. Where there's days that you look at me and you say, You are an asshole. <laughs> and I laugh and I'm coming up with a comment that you're gonna look at me and say, You're an asshole. <laughs> And it's I'm my game favorite game. day.
1: It's Thursday, right? It's Thursday. Okay, good. All,
0: All right, feel right. good. So, if the majority of the listings are, I'm going to take the IDX is not unethical because if the majority of the listings are listed by agents who don't do a lot of business, then it would be a bad idea to direct consumers to call that agent.
1: You're, so, oh
0: you're <laughs> actually the asshole yeah. that's my point yeah wait a minute hold on i but isn't the consumer isn't the consumer protected more if they call us and ask questions about that house than that bad agent that was not the intent
1: that was not the intent but actually but no this wow is, this is where <laughs> right but this <laughs> is where no but this is where my eth- <clears throat> unethical yeah. thing is why i'm standing on this side is because I truly to be believe that to be a consumer first, that the consumer is wants to contact somebody that has some knowledge of the house. Amen. True. That is just what I think that. But until that's a fact. But uh, that is a fact. a fact. That is a fact. The consumer is looking to talk to somebody that knows something about the house, and that if the if we that's i mean it's why we're coming out with the national association of realtors and why we're coming out we're with, not coming out with the national it's association out. it's out it's out uh, national, national association of elite teams and agents right right uh those that don't know it's real estate leopard.com is because i don't know that the consumer's getting the best experiences out there is that i think that if the if the the elite teams and agents actually start to market their houses and give a better option than is available now. And that they can truly sell the house for top dollar and net their sellers more that then maybe this will rewrite this solution. But until that exists, I, th- I think that IDX should continue because it is true is we can't harm sellers. Right. But it, but if there was another option out there that actually Help connect people on the web to the right to the listing agent that the consumers would like that better than the IDX, where they're not they're talking to somebody. I mean, they're being it's almost being fooled because the seller they 50 over 50 percent of the time the consumer thinks you're talking to someone that's been in the house and they have not
0: Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think though right now it's still the seller's choice of whether they want to participate in idX or not it's still up to the individual I don't agent think that the that seller knows. The individual yes. agents to talk to the seller about whether they want to be included or not and for that reason is why I say it's not unethical because the seller should understand the pros and cons if they want to go with it because you guys know you're talking to sellers they Keith already said it or maybe it was Carlos when's it going to be on Zillow
1: well, the thing is, congratulations to Zillow. They do you know now, I don't know if you guys on the, on the podcast are aware of it, is that actually Zillow is more Googled than the word real estate. Oh, dude, yeah. I, you mean, or was I impressed
0: when Spencer was the CEO of Zillow and they were interviewing Barack Obama when he was the president and it was Zillow in the White House talking about the housing market. Yeah, they
1: did a fantastic job. No question. Great job of getting to the consumer. We're back to last week's episode where I struggle with it is who is the most consumer focused? I mean, because Zillow's claiming to be the most consumer focused and I don't understand why the realtors aren't trying to be more consumer focused and trying to fix this problem. So
0: realestatelepard.com?
1: Yep. Awesome.
0: Any other comments from you guys? What do you think? Did we leave any of our questions unanswered? Awesome. Uh, JB, you got better. You yeah,
3: go it. yeah. Um, uh, nothing we can starts. cover in the next five minutes, but hey, we can talk about subjects for the next couple of weeks.
0: No, but let's hear it. What do you think? What do you, I was most interested in that you didn't, that you said in your MLS, you don't have the ability right. to opt them in or opt them out. And I find
3: and that- There's there's also no coming soon. Our, our MLS is very tight in terms of some of these restrictions. But what's interesting is your entire discussion was about um, uh, what's the benefit of the sellers. The, I, the IDX helps buyers a lot because it gives them exposure to everything that's available, not just a single agent or you know a single brokerage. Um, right. And from the, from the buyer's point of view, IDEX is incredibly helpful. Word.
1: Well, I know, but my argument is, is, unfortunately, it's robbing the agent of their ability to find the house and is ultimately gonna lead to us making a lot less money. But the problem is that, that puts pressure on the co-broke in MLS because it's reducing the services that the realtor is doing because we originally came up with our compensation structure based on that. We were finding the house and now we're reducing the amount of tasks that we are in charge of and that we still want to get paid the same. So my question to you now is, did you want to give that up? Like, I, I don't know that we got a, like, I don't know, there was a big vote. Like I, I think I, I, Because when I first became an agent in 2003, if I had a buyer interested, I would go into MLS and I would go look, I would actually get in the car and go look at the 43 houses, 100 houses, 200 houses, and was deserved of that large commission. But I think that this is why eventually the lawsuits are going to have a big effect because these, this process Called IDX is reducing the role of the realtor and will eventually re- affect the commission.
3: It's it's Wait, certainly it's
2: not, reducing.
1: You know, I I agree with him hundred percent. I'm going to talk to. Him. I'm go gonna talk. I want to I
0: want to answer too. Okay, I want to chime in on that one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm. Uh, so uh, JB, I agree that having a place or places that buyers can look at listings cross brokerage is a great thing. Yeah. I think what we're talking about is whose information should be prominent when they're doing that. Yeah. Should it be the listing agent's information that's prominent because that's what they want? Or should it be the, the creator of the website that they're on because they're on my website, I want to I generate all of the revenue from leads, so call me, instead of the agent.
3: Yeah, my my drip campaigns are all about looking for things that match their criteria and sending it off to them before they can find it themselves. Like literally, that's what that's what automated drip campaigns do. You're looking for four bedroom, three bath on a quarter acre. You know, i as soon as one lists, you're gonna get
0: but, but your does your drip campaign come from i this is I you know I love this topic. Does your drip campaign come from your MLS or does your drip campaign come from your website?
3: My website.
0: I think most agents use the drip campaigns directly from the MLS.
3: Right. Right.
0: I agree. Well, which is one thing, but when you have it on your website, then of course, I mean us too, right. I want my website to send it out because that way you call me with, I can leverage
1: your data to get my phone to ring. Exactly. Yes. If I can comment before we go to Carlos. So a little story, right. I, four years ago, I go to my, neighbor i got invited to be a season ticket holder of the suns i go to my 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 neighbor's a a, a heart surgeon dr ross Mitchell ross i go to visit him and Jamie, you know and he said he goes do you guys not understand that i can see the houses on realtor.com i'm quoting his words you know he said you not understand that i can see the houses on realtor.com before my agent sends them to me like what what did What what is you why? What what is wrong with you? He was like, are you like, why is it that like my agent sends it? He he was using a different agent, not me. He goes, but my agent sends it to me three hours after I can already see it on the internet. So the question is, is is that helping us?
2: (laughs) Carlos, what do you think? Well, as far as JB's B's argument, as far as the buyers go, I mean, I can tell you, well, my market just right off the bat, I can tell you per capita, average income per capita here is $26,000. So you can imagine the sellers that we have. So my job as an agent, as a buyer's agent is, yeah, they'll send me houses off of Zillow and Hey, this one's 120,000. I want to buy this one, but I have to look at the financing terms that the seller is willing to look at, because if my buyer is an FHA buyer with a lower, you know, uh, down payment, and this house is cash only or conventional insured. I have to break their heart and tell them, Hey, look, why don't you let me look for you and send you everything that you would qualify for? So, in, in, does that really reduce what I do? No, actually, it, it well, we're not going to say it creates more work for me, but I'm able to work for my buyers more because 90% of my buyers are FHA buyers.
0: I love it. I love it, Carlos. And I think that what you're saying and contradictory to what JB is saying is if buyers work with a realtor directly, they can have access to all of the listings through the realtor that they don't, that we don't need IDX. They can still have that benefit from working directly with an agent without IDX existing. And the reason why I like that comment is because now in our system with coming soon data, me, the realtor can set you up on an automated search so that you can get coming soon data that isn't on any IDX website anywhere. So I'm back to having exclusive content to my buyers. So now is it unethical that I... That I have exclusive content that I share with my buyers. Actually, is it unethical that my MLS software is the only software that I can have an auto subscription for this coming soon data? Shouldn't I be able to have that coming soon data from my website too? Why is it only available from inside of this system? And now we're going to get, next we're going to have pre-coming soon. <laughs>
3: <And> then- <laughs> Which are pocket listings. That's That's what pocket listings are. No, but,
1: but no, but we, we can't have no, pocket, no, no, pocket listings anymore. I know, oh, but
3: we, we
2: can uh, have uh, pocket listings. Hold on, hold on. on. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, You're me, right. Let, we just can't talk let about.
1: Let me them. let me explain to the audience what Phil just said. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> this is I'm It was good. To see this <laughs> is the part of the show where Phil says something really technical, and I try to be the technical explainer, right? Because what you said was, "How is it that we're a realtor?" But we can't put our own listings on our own website. Is that what I understood? I misunderstand that. No, During I'm Coming Soon, on. I can't share them with my own website. Coming Soon data is not available on any other
0: platform. From our MLS anyway. Coming Soon data is not available on any other platform except for the
2: MLS. That's what I'm saying is is we can't well, share what if it. You do, your yeah, own What if you do a push page or something like that? What'd you say?
1: You want me to screen? you me? create like a
2: push page. You know, I use KB Core, so create a push oh, no, page. No, we
1: can cheat. Carlos. This. We can cheat the system. We know how to do that, too. And and
0: we never want to come onto a public platform and talk about ways that we do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for your input. <laughs> What's your
1: broker's name again?
4: <laughs> Are they Leo probably- Signs. <laughs>
1: No, but the reality is, is I think that Phil's got a very, 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 very valid point in that what, like, so all of my,
0: so now my website, my IDX website is at a disadvantage to my MLS. And that's the part that's frustrating to me because I've got agents and leads and I've got everybody set up on this tool over here because that's where all the data existed. And then what happened? The MLS rules changed and all of the data now exists up here. And so i've got to take everybody that was set up over here on this website and if i want them to have the most updated data i got to bring them over to this website and that to me seems well, broken
1: well to make it well what makes it broken is is we already have i already have three thousand buyers in my mls and it operates at a snail's pace it's not designed for your volume i know no but question. well that's clear but uh, but the thing is, is can you imagine we took all the searches out of sync and put them into my MLS, it, like we would never be able to use it because, well, not, but, but the so. thing is that they're making money on the on the date, selling our data, which, shouldn't they update our software? The I the next know. We, want, like, maybe we, don't, we, we might
0: not want coming soon to be syndicated to sites like ours though, because then we're back to where we were. Uh, so, I, I, you know, the, in my, the words come out of my mouth and then I hear somebody say in the background, be careful what you wish for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right well all right, hey any ideas for topic for next week i have some but i'd love to hear the audience feedback of a topic for discussion in five four
0: three i saw you. i Gene? saw you trying to talk jb <laughs> yeah
3: I, let me uh um i had some thoughts but i don't have them in front of me i'll i'll uh, email them to you Awesome. Okay.
0: Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate the interaction. If you want to join us, visit realestateleopard.com. Give us your text number and we'll ping you when we go live.
1: Uh, actually, next week, actually, I, the topic that I want to talk about is because um, I saw seven other articles that there's too many agents and not enough houses. Why, what, are the real, what, are, what are realtors really focused on? Is there a try I to multiply? No, but, apply? No, but oh. I want,
0: you didn't want to talk about the cost of client acquisition on all the other websites and what
1: we can do. That I, was thinking, have the I was thinking that, uh, that would be great for April. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank have a good you. one. All right, y- y- guys. Right.